0: Welcome to this special episode of the Coaching Outdoors podcast in recognition of International Women's Day 2023, showcasing all the wonderful women who've taken part in the Coaching Outdoors podcast. Enjoy! I always, wherever I've been in the world, I've gone out like every day, like it's part of I have to do that. And now I understand that's really part of my well-being, but it's become a like a deepening... intimacy and expansiveness like so it's my it's my guide it's my source it's my inspiration it's my friend it's um yeah just like kind of everything to me so i went to an icf accredited program through george mason university and i it's focused on well-being but it's about all the icf um you know pieces and when i was there Someone mentioned walking coaching, that's a thing. And then I started, so I started looking into it a little bit more and I said, well, I know somebody who does hiking coaching out in Oregon. Oh my gosh, you know, that, that's it. I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. I mean, I've had to think about it since. How do I make this work? But the idea, the concept of taking people outdoors for coaching, just completely, um, I connected with that idea. <laughs> I actually lost contact with nature for a while, especially when I was working in corporate and that I gradually got ill while working in corporate and it was only when I um, had the good luck to have a physician that said, you just have to go outside a lot, you know, don't, don't sweat it, I'm not going to prescribe you any medication, just go outside. That's when I remembered, when my body remembered That's really where I want to be, where I need to be, to be healthy, to feel good and to spend as much time as possible. And that's actually where the click was for me. I was outside. I was connecting with my body and my body was telling me what to do. And I was like, that's it for me. So it's always been with me. Water, the love of water being in, on around water has always been there walking through woods and climbing trees from um, an early age and encouraging my son to do that when he got to that age so it's just it's just always been with me and it was during my training that i had quite a profound spiritual experience if you like um and i i sense that nature was offering to be my co-partner in coaching and supervision and so i always frame my work now around nature inviting me or inviting us into the space um and that that deep relationship is is how i've evolved um nature as a co-partner in my practice when i'm outdoors coaching and, and well just generally i'm outdoors i just find it so in, invigorating and um, energizing to be outdoors. It's the same time as being relaxing, which I think is kind of one of those combinations that we bring in the coaching. So I think the same thing, I I find that the people that I'm coaching feel, many of them arrive really quite stressed. And, And I can tell as we start walking, their pace is really kind of quite fast. And gradually they start to slow down a bit as they start to relax, but it's relaxed in an energized way. Um, and that then affects how their thoughts um, about everything that we're talking about for me it's that feeling of of having forward momentum and um, I think when you if you're coaching indoors you're kind of you're stuck in one place and often you know that, that's a metaphor for how we feel when we're working through a coaching problem often we feel stuck so I think as soon as you add that element of of movement to it 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 feels like you're already on your way to a solution. It's quite, it is quite metaphorical. And, and the element of movement was fascinating in the research because people describe using pace to reflect their emotions, and you can't necessarily do that indoors in the way you can outdoors because of the the space and the openness and the expanse. So people describe. Um, stomping off when they had something really, either they something that was really challenging that they didn't really want to think about, but they weren't sort of, you know, really um, challenging themselves, or, you know, they had a really, really kind of tricky thing to kind of get, get, get right in their in their mind. And then they, their pace would slow when they were being reflective. So if they were reflective, they were slowing their pace down and there was more kind of a gentle movement. I think already there's this recognized benefit that when we are in nature, Literally, our brain waves change. You know, we can experience more, um, more balance. Um, one of my mantras is: take the mind back to the body, and the body back to the mind. And when you are in nature, your whole mind-body system is exposed to such a rich variety of sensory inputs that accessing the power of somatic knowledge is easier in my experience because you feel pleasure you feel something is expanding and opening from inside of you because of course we breath better in nature than in an an indoor setting you know I just love being outside and um I think over the over time and all my life I've I've learned and loved in a way to be outside and to be with the weather or the season, whatever it is, and to to love what's there. You know, there's something in every season and in every weather that is um, just wonderful as it is and meets us where we are. I always like to say that uh, every weather, every season meets us exactly where we are. We know the benefits of being in nature and how, how good it is for mental and physical well-being um, and relaxation and regaining focus and all that. Um, but you can do that just going out in nature. That has nothing really to do with coaching. There's something else happening when, when you coach. I'm never not surprised by what coaches come up with themselves. So that's one thing I did learn massively this year is, is trust the environment to give them some thinking um, I, I don't have to have all the prompts and all the answers and all the you know look at this and think about that actually an awful lot of it does come from the coachee they'll look at things and just notice stuff you couldn't even imagine and you as a coach and then you as an outdoor coach is really personal and I think that's the beauty of being a coach and the beauty of being an outdoor coach is that we all bring so many different skills and experience and knowledge to the party we are all really really different and i think that for me is something that the podcast has really shown as we've interviewed so many different people it shows we all have our own style we all have our own approach there is no one way of outdoor coaching the first group of blue health coaches that i trained we came across a chap who'd broken his leg on the coast path that was great Uh, that that, that took an hour and a half out of the day so that was a But in terms of teamwork and compassion, we had a great conversation around compassion and, and dealing with interruptions and how do you integrate interruptions? So we were taken to, for example, a waterfall. And I remember Dr. King Lee actually asking us with you know with safety in mind to get as close to the waterfall as possible because the negative ions that are created by water falling on rocks is beneficial for our health. We were asked to lie down on a platform of, you know, a a sort of a stage made of wood and look up into the canopy. The Japanese call this phenomenon Komorebi or what we know as dappled light. And to close our eyes and to experience the shadows across your closed eyelids, that is known to calm down our nervous system. When our daughter was very ill with an eating disorder, the most effective coaching she had, the, the most effective conversations we had, were when we were outside walking. And um, when we came to write a book about that experience, she said to me, "Mom, when I was outside, I didn't hear the voices the way I heard the voices inside. I don't do um, mindfulness, but one of the practices from my childhood, from the old ways, is what we call stillness. And it's just a case of being still, definitely having your eyes open, not shut, so that you're aware of the bird that just landed in that tree, you're aware of the way the leaves are blowing. And you watch the rushes and the reeds and you see that, oh my goodness, you know, there's a little mouse run across there. so it's just really letting nature in. Yeah, so it's a really different school. So we often stuck inside. And so just by, uh, as I said, just it just happened organically, I guess, because we started to realize through networking, the formalized network, the impact that going outdoors was having on people's ability to think and truly reflect uh, was having. So. I kind of started taking some people outdoors one-to-one and realising, hey, this is really good. People just calm down. It's like they're really stressed. They come to the coaching conversation like, oh, my gosh, this happened and this student just did this and I'm running away from this. And it's a highly fast-paced school. It's different to most schools because of the way the, you know, the environment that we're in. And often I'll just go, okay, let's just put the books down. We're going outside. And as soon as you step outside, and by the time you get to the first uh, traffic light, it's like <sighs> everything's calm, they have changed. Mind you, as I said, it's a city environment. It's not like we're going out into the bush, but it's different to that high rise up and down. That's a big thing for us to, you know, to really think about how we're showing up in the world and what influence we're, you know, giving right because if I'm a coach who's like flying off around the world several times a year and driving a big I don't know gas guzzling car or something and then I'm talking about connecting to nature that is disconnected in itself I think. I just thought why don't we have this day um, and launched by Coaching Work but not owned by Coaching Work was my my thing um, where we've designated this little space where people can you know if that maybe they're already doing wonderful things and they can share some of that some tasters or whatever or they can just have a play on that day or around that day so we've had people who've never sort of worked with the, the climate issue in their coaching but they're offering pro bono coaching saying you know if you want to explore this topic come come and approach me and we'll do something as part of the initiative so it was, it was meant to be really inviting and also kind of be like a um so, to inspire and promote coaching around this theme, but almost like an umbrella where you have lots of um, umbrella organization, almost like there's lots of voices can come forth. Because everyone does it differently, I feel. No, because coaching outdoors is becoming quite a popular topic and there's a big movement into coaching outdoors. I hear things like, you know, somatic experience, nested cycles, role in the universe. And I think if you're a coach that's never stepped out the door and had a conversation with somebody walking around the park, that's quite daunting. And it can be quite, um, uh, uh, it can create quite a barrier, I think, because for some coaches, they're wondering, do I need to take a rucksack? Do I need to take pen and paper? What do I do with my thing? Because when I'm with somebody in the office, I might be writing notes. How do I do that when I'm outside? How do I contract for What happens if it rains or how do I contract for, should I take them up a hill or should I just take them a walk around the park? I really started to notice what a difference it made. Not just to me in terms of my presence as a coach, but how quickly clients were able to open up and feel safe and feel um, stimulated, actually, by the environment.